2012, the Shenu family of Kobani, Syria, welcomed a second baby boy into their family. Mother Rehana, Father Abdullah, and Brother Galib felt that their family was complete. Within months, civil war and threats from ISIS forced the Shenu family to move to Turkey for two years. And then in early 2015, the political situation appeared to have improved, so the family returned to Kobani. By June, ISIS attacked Kobani again, and the Shenus left again. They traveled overland into Turkey with hopes of flying to Vancouver, British Columbia, where the father Abdullah's sister lived. For various bureaucratic reasons, the family was denied an exit visa from Turkey, so they decided to cross the Mediterranean into Greece to reach Canada from there. They hoped to cross from Bodrum, Turkey, to the Greek island of Kos, a voyage of four kilometers, a little around 2.5 miles, just 30 minutes by boat. Unfortunately, the inflatable boat into which they climbed was designed for a maximum of eight people. There were 16 aboard. The Shenu family had paid $5,860 for four spaces on that tiny boat. In the middle of the night, they left a remote beach near Bodrum, and five minutes later, five minutes later, the boat capsized. Brother Galib, Mother Rehana, and toddler Ailan all drowned. Turkish authorities recovered the body of three-year-old Ailan and another child around 6.30 a.m. A Turkish press photographer snapped a photo of Ailan's lifeless body lying face down on the shore. It was listed with, not with his family name, Shenu, but with the last name Kurdi, which is the word you know, the Kur, it was a reference to them being Kurd, Kurdish folks, and that was, uh, that's the image that went around the world that we all likely saw. The image of the dead toddler is surely one of the saddest images ever captured on film. An innocent victim, the baby of a family forced to leave their homeland because of threats of violence. That is the story that Matthew tells today. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, a young family forced to leave their home because of threats of violence. They are refugees. With that, the story of Jesus is forever tied to the story of refugees the world over, be it children coming to the States from Central America or the over 1.1 million Rohingya people who have fled Bangladesh to avoid ethnic cleansing in Myanmar or Burma. Jesus is one of these. A child forced from his home, a child whose identity is taken and whose health and security are put in severe danger because of the whims and fears of those in power. Matthew notes that like Alan Kurdi, Jesus and his family traveled by night. So we know, we know that it was dangerous. 
But there's so much about this voyage we don't know. Where did they sleep? How did they pay for their food? Did they work in Egypt? Did they speak the local language? Were they speaking Greek? Where did they live? Did Jesus remember his childhood in Egypt? What effect did that have on a young Jesus? This is beautiful children's book that I read to my kids. It's just called Refuge. Um, it's really well illustrated, but it kind of tells the story of Jesus and his family moving from the perspective of the donkey who kind of takes them all out. It's, it's great. We're going to have a copy in here. Uh, so I, all adults, check out this book. It's beautiful, and it's, it's a, it has a great uh, impact. Without a doubt, life as a refugee in Egypt shaped who Jesus and who his family became. Being refugees was essential to their family identity, just as it was an essential part to the identity of all Jewish people. Jacob, Israel, came to Egypt for refuge from a famine and fled Egypt as refugees seeking freedom from slavery and oppression. Hundreds of years later, the Babylonian exile forced the nation of Israel to live where they did not want to live. That process informed the consolidation of Scripture in which every major figure of faith contains the story of someone having to go somewhere different, to do something different, but also to look, move their location, to change what they were doing how they were living. Think of Abraham leaving Ur, or Jacob fleeing Esau, Samson with the Philistines, Ruth traveling to her dead husband's Israel. In the New Testament, this tradition carries on with Jesus going to the cross in Jerusalem. It also carries on with Jesus' call to love God and neighbor. The passages in the Pentateuch to which Jesus refers, the passages from which those credos were taken, all conclude with, remember that you were slaves in the land of Egypt. This story of Jesus in Egypt is, of course, the Exodus story revisited. A man named Joseph, who is led by dreams, is forced to go to Egypt. Children are threatened by a fearful ruler. People flee in the night. In this case, there's a lovely inversion of the Exodus narrative. Joseph, Mary, and Jesus go down to Egypt for safety. For safety. Womanist scholar Stephanie Buchanan Crowder, who has a lovely hand, uh, handle on, on Instagram and, uh, and the like, uh, womanist mama, explores the maternal intersection of race, class, and gender in her most recent book, When Mama Speaks, The Bible and Motherhood from a Womanist Perspective. She points out that this story treats Mother Africa as safe haven. What a lovely inversion, an important message. We could also say that Jesus' visit reshapes our knowledge of Egypt. 
redeems our knowledge of Egypt. This story is multivalent. But what it does most importantly is remind the centri- us of the centrality of the refugee experience in the Christian faith, right? As I mentioned on Christmas Eve, Elton Trueblood put it well. He said, the doctrine of the divinity of Christ does not, mention that, does not mean that Jesus is like God. It means that God is like Jesus. God, the Son, is a refugee. I know it's a heavy Sunday. We're going to get through it all together. As we look to the future of our planet, one thing we expect much more of are climate refugees. Many of us have already lived this. Most recently, Madeline Blickley was forced from her home by fire. And this is not just in California. This season, Australian wildfires have burned more than twice the area destroyed by wildfires in both 2018 and 2019 in California and the Amazon combined. Combined. This last week, one of my closest friends from high school was forced from her town, her home, in the tiny town of Malakuta by raging wildfires. Their entire town, 4,000 people fled the fires by going to the beach and evacuating by personal boats and navy. These are not random people. These are some of my closest friends in a tiny town. Climate refugees are the present future. As followers of Jesus, we will have to live into our roles as friends to the refugee in ways that far exceed our current practices. That is what this passage helps us do. It helps us remember. Remember that you were slaves. Remember that you were refugees. Remember so that you may love God and neighbor. As some of you start a new quarter, as we all start a new year, we have the opportunity to renew our commitments, to remember what matters and what we need to pursue most. Remember what you have and what others do not. Remember those who are vulnerable. Newborn children forced from their homes. That is the second story of Christmas. Amen.